All right, and I have to do this mess, right? Yep. Chris told me it was this it was the case, but I hoped it wasn't true. All right. Welcome to A Star to Steer Her By, a Star Trek podcast. My name is Caitlin, and with me today are... Jake. Chris. And Ames. Look at that. Jake remembered it was his turn I for I almost change. didn't. It took me a second to be like, is anybody else going to speak? Oh, no, I'm supposed to speak. No, not going to lie. I almost said my name, so I almost fucked it this time. I almost said Jake. <laughs> <laughs> I, om- I always almost say Jake. We all Let's wish. just all introduce ourselves as Jake. Take two. No. And with I'm, I'm Jake, and with me today are Jake, Jake, pass. Oh wow. That well, anyway, fun. Who the fuck do you think I am? No, <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, we are here today to discuss two episodes of Star Trek Voyager, and this week we're going to be discussing Bliss and Dark Frontier. First up in Bliss, uh, it seems like the Enterprise, the Enterprise. Oh my God! Wow. First Tell up about on the Bliss. <laughs> All right. Oh, God damn it. The Defiant. Wait, no. Fuck. <laughs> this week on Deep Space Nine, there is a wormhole there. That at least would make a little more sense. True, mm. true. Well, anyway, this week, the crew of the Voyager believe that they may have found a wormhole home that's going to shave off all kinds of time off their journey. And uh, everyone is just getting more and more excited about it. Everybody's thrilled. They're really like seeing things that aren't there. And Seven of Nine is like, wait, but that's not a wormhole. It's some other shit. And they're like, no, 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 it's fine. We're going home. And Seven's like, no, but the scans are not. It doesn't look like what you think it is. And everybody's like, listen, Seven, we know that you're afraid of going back to Earth, but stop being a downer. It's obviously the wormhole. And she's like, "Okay." (laughs) And everybody on the ship seems really excited about this great thing that's going to happen. They think. Except for uh, Seven and, uh, strangely, Naomi Wildman, who is kind of also like, ugh, everybody wants to go back to Earth, but, like, this is my home. Boo. Boo, indeed. Boo, Naomi. <laughs> oh, I like Naomi. She's, uh, she's, she's, she's caught me. I'm, in, nope. I'm into it. She's, I, she's good. I, I have flipped, because originally I was like, okay, Naomi's fine. But this week, I'm like, too much Naomi, and I can't anymore with her. Oh, yeah. It's definitely too much Naomi. But I just mean that in terms of all the children we've seen, she is the best. Are you saying boo or boo earns? Boo or I was saying boo earns. Anyway, as they get closer to this wormhole, quote unquote, Seven can, like, tell that there's, like, a ship in it. So she reaches out to them. And they just get like a very brief message, which is like, don't believe his bullshit. I don't remember exactly what the guy says, but it's basically like he's lying to you or don't believe him or, you know, go towards the light or it's something. And now Seven is like trying to convince everybody that it's not a wormhole, but it's something else. And they've been warned not to go into it. She enlists the doctor who's like, oh, maybe I could help by doing some scans of people to see like, if they're being affected by some external force. But when that happens, he gets shut down for maintenance. And before you know it, they're locking uh, Seven up in her regeneration chamber to like keep her out of the way. I don't really remember what she does. Oh, I think she just shoots Tuvok, right? She's just like, actually, fuck this. I'm not going to let you make me regenerate. No, she uh, locks him out with a force field. She shoots Balana and a couple other oh, random that's right, engineers. It's At any rate, she uh, attacks the team. 
and makes contact again with this other alien fellow who apparently his name is, is that say Katai? Mm-hmm. Katai explains that actually this is like a big Moby Dick beast that he's been Captain Ahabbing around the universe with for <laughs> decades, 39 years, I think, something like that, and tells, you know, Seven that the reason why everybody is all being taken over is because he makes you see what you want to see and makes you believe that your desires are coming true. And uh, Seven's like, oh, that explains why I'm not, you know, affected because fuck the Earth. I don't want to go there. Gosh, they get the doctor back up and running. They realize that the space monster thing is they're basically in its belly. And they're like, well, what if we just shoot it a couple times? Maybe it'll puke us up. And now there's a twist because because Seven wants so badly to get out of the belly of the beast and return to to space and safety and heading back, you know, towards the Alpha Quadrant the long way and out of the mouth of a big space whale. She begins to be fooled that uh, the one blast that they do makes them get thrown up when actually they need to continue doing blasts to be thrown up. Our buddy Katai convinces her of that, and as does the doctor. And she, unlike Tuvok, the most logical creature who did not believe what she was saying earlier, she is like, yes, let us try to shoot one more time just for the safety. And uh, yeah, it's real. They get spat out and they're like, all right, well, see you later. Fuck this. And Katai is like, "Okay, time to go back to being a habby and crazy and drives right back towards the thing. I liked Katai. Katai is a lot of fun. He was a lot of fun. Yeah, who we've, uh, I yep. realized pretty quickly that we've seen him before. Yep, as soon uh, as I heard actor. his voice. Yeah, soon, uh, yeah, the voice it was a dead giveaway. It's, uh, of course, our, your friend and mine, Ira Graves. Yeah, To love him is to know him. To know him is to love him. I, I and keep... we talked about him recently in our Possessions Day. We did. I have to keep looking him up because I kept wanting to call him W. Mark Felt, but that's, that's deep throat. He's W. Morgan Shepherd. Uh-huh. And of course, his kid is uh, that little sleazeball in Firefly in real life. With the like bowler hat and the yeah. suspenders or whatever. Oh, oh really? Guy. Oh, that's funny. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. And he shows up in everything. Yeah, no, his, yeah. his son actually, like, like him, does a lot of genre. You know, he was a semi-regular on... Supernatural. Supernatural. He's in Doom Patrol. Actually, Battle they played... Star Galactica. Yeah. And they actually, they were both in right. Doctor Who. <laughs> where, guys, uh, catch up on Battlestar, damn it. I want to talk about it with you guys. We will. But what's most fun is they actually he he played the older version of a character his son played. They were both in an episode of Doctor Who. And uh, so is that the Scrooge one or whatever? No, no. The um, Titanic one. No, the Net Nixon one. Oh, I don't remember. But yeah, the, he he showed up as an old man and then they went back in time. And the younger one was played by his actual his actual son. son. So they That's played funny. the same character. Hmm. Also, I like those I, kinds of things. Yeah. And right before this, we started recording, we were talking about uh, Tellarites, and there was a touch of Tellarite around his eye makeup. Yeah, a little <laughs> bit, a little bit. Or specifically the way Enterprise makes the Tellarite makeup. I was going to say, it looked like he could see out of his own face, so yes. <laughs> not the yes. TOS makeup. <laughs> no, it's it interesting when, when Enterprise kind of updates the makeup for the Tellarites, they're kind of like, all right, how do we... <laughs> Let's be kind to the actors for a change. But also, like, how do we kind of acknowledge the terrible original masks, but actually make the makeup not shit? Mm. And they find to what is, to my mind, kind of a, a clever. <gasps> they all wear sunglasses. That would have been amazing. They'd all they'd uh, look like. Uh, is it Bebop or Bebop or Rocksteady? I think. Oh, my God. I'm taking away your card. No, the thing is, I've never really known which was which. That's true, they're to always... be honest, they're just kind of together. Yeah. I think I think of the rhino, I guess, as being Bebop and the. 
Warthog is being rock steady, but it's probably the other way around. Uh, yeah, I guess my my guess, not having watched the show in fucking 30 years, would be the other way around. Chris is looking it up, I think. Yeah, Bebop is the Warthog. Aha. Tellerites should be that cool. <laughs> That's true. Purple mohawk with matching glasses. Actually, is Jacob's hair purple? Yeah, I think it is. Kind of looks like Jacob. A little bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I will anyway. say, though, yeah, they did definitely totally change the Tellerite design for Prodigy, I feel like. Cause it's... And Discovery. And every show. Mm. So... Because yeah, like, I... they appear so little on screen that yeah. you can just like assume that, oh, yeah, the ones we saw on TOS, those those guys just had like some kind of deformity or something, and they just looked uh, weird. Do they look vaguely pig-like? They're a Tellerite, then. Yeah. Except that one guy on Discovery who I am still convinced is a Nausicaan. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's neither here nor there. What is here is a big space whale pretending to be a wormhole. That space whale, actually, its maw looked really fucking good. Yeah. Ooh, when it was in whale form and not just looking like a wormhole? It was pretty Yeah, funny. like when we... I remember when we were first we were doing the opening, Katai's alone in his ship screaming at it. I was like, that, <laughs> that looks really well. That... that mm. Really, they're they're much better at CGI than they were like two seasons ago already. What was really missing from this episode was a scene where like Chakotay and Tuvok and Janeway are all talking to Seven. They're like, Seven, look, look, it's a wormhole. And they're pointing at it out the window and Seven sees what it really is. And she goes, no, it's a baby fucking wheel. Yikes. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking yikes did perfect make a baby wheel joke during? oh did we today even when we were you, watching it yeah i think you did oh i don't remember if i, mean, I did how can but you not make a baby fucking wheel joke i don't know because i, I, I might was have been making too busy making jokes mm. <laughs> which which is what they actually made right did that actually get referenced they did yeah they yeah did. naomi said it looks like a or, or it, it seems to be luring in its prey and then om nom nomming them like a pitcher plant does and then Katai's like, look out, watch out for, watch out for, what the fuck you just said, god damn it, I'm really dying here. <laughs> isn't that more watch like Watch out a, for pitcher plants. <laughs> isn't that more like, uh, like an anglerfish? Isn't that how anglerfish work? They have that little... Yeah, they have the little light. The little that light that attracts yeah, that's a, that's a good critters one too. and then they eat the critter. I also feel like it would be more readily recognizable. Like, I've never really heard of a pitcher plant, but I feel like I've always known what an anglerfish was. I don't know. Isn't uh, isn't that one Pokemon based off of a pitcher plant? Oh, yeah, like something Gloom. No, wait, that's a uh, Bell... Bellsprout, maybe? Charizard. Bellsprout? It's Charizard. Yep, Charizard. Yeah, I think Bellsprout. I think you're right about that. Oh, I made Jake Pokemons. This... Pikachu, Charizard, and Squirtle. Neat. <laughs> no, I made Jake watch the Zay Frank video on carnivorous plants this morning. Oh, fun. Because it's a good video, and... I don't know if, um, it well, definitely wasn't mentioned in the Zay Frank video that Pritcher plants use pheromones to lure critters in. Oh, it seems to me like they just, they just have like a, a yummy sugary bit on their, what's effectively like their bottom lip, if you think yeah. about it. Mm. Like they have like something yummy that attracts the insects or whoever, and then they slide in and they can't get out. Yeah, yeah. I guess in that regard, it is a little like... I think that's the thing is is it's pitcher plant still works a little better as a metaphor just because like it's something the bugs want. Whereas I think with the angler fish, just like the fuck is that? <laughs> so it's more curiosity than necessarily. Ooh, I want. It's just more like, hey, it's really dark down here. The fuck is that thing that stands out? Because the depths of the ocean are a nightmare hellscape. We're very very dumb fish. 
So mm, dumb, fish. <laughs> Look, there's a lot of pressure. Their brains are teeny tiny. <laughs> they got squished. Oh, yeah. Little squishy brains. <laughs> yeah, regarding the showing everybody the things that they want and only Seven and Naomi not falling for it mm. just because they don't want to go home as much as everybody else does. I think that was the one thing where I have a better fix because that's just... Seven and Naomi may not want to go home, but they want Voyager to get home because that's good for all of their friends and family. Well, also, why wouldn't they? Like, even if they didn't want to go home, I feel like they would still be under the spell of They'd the still creature. pass out, yeah. Yeah, like, it's not like they're impervious to, to the psychic powers of the alien. The explanation just doesn't make a ton of sense. No, I have two fixes, a two-part fix. Part one, instead of the oh, they just don't want to go home as badly. How about it's because Seven and Naomi and Paris were out in the shuttle pod when everybody else got lured in? That's kind of what I expected it was going to be, but honestly. Then Tom, but, but then, then Tom, Tom falls, falls for, for it. it. So I say the other, the other, like the part two of my fix, cut Naomi entirely. God fucking damn it, I'm sick of her. And just have Tom also not fall under the spell. And then maybe when he gets too close, they actually knock him out for the rest of the episode. Or he just takes Naomi's place. Either is fine. But uh, yeah, I think the the flip to, oh, and now the pitcher plant has something that you do want, which is escaping its fucking gu uh, like gullet. Does that mean Seven and Naomi both passed out on the way out? No, they seem to still be awake. Yeah. Yeah, what well, triggered I, them to pass out also? like? Well, I think with the rest of them, it was just like once they were in, they were... Because I don't think you have to be passed out to like... For it to fuck up what you're seeing or experiencing. It just, they were, once they were in, they were in an even deeper hallucination. Mm. Well, that's why, like, when Bellana got woken up, she was still having her yeah. hallucination. Yeah, even it was very, was awake. very persistence of vision, if you all remember that episode. Vaguely. Yeah. I just like, though, when, you know, they were kind of looking around engineering, like, what happened? It's like, oh, you know, the creature. It's like, well, actually, you shot Bellana, <laughs> which is funny because she's the one they cut to, and it's like, hey, Hold on now. <laughs> While this is 99% true, in this case, that was you. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, um, I did like this one, though, aside, you know, from a few assorted Yeah, I think it was just those... Inconsistencies. Yeah, those little plot holes that... It, that easy, even... easy, easy to overlook, because the rest of it was, you know, Seven and Katai having, a, having an adventure together. Yeah, and that honestly didn't even bother me that much, because especially I just wrote it off as, again, like, yeah, sure, it's not as strong an impulse for them. And also, maybe the creature can only create so many impulses at once. Like, it's like, okay, I'm mostly focusing on the want-to-go-home thing. I don't know, how many people did Katai say was on his ship? Over a thousand? Over three thousand? That, now, was he on that Over ship? Over nine thousand? Yeah. So he'd, he'd been on it. I guess, right? Or, like, that's what I was unclear on. Was he on that, or was he, like, coming later, and that's why he wasn't caught the first time? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah, I, I don't know if they specified. That. I think he just, I don't think he was on the ship when it got eaten. But his family was. But his family Yeah. Was. Yeah, I like, so my, my, rationa my rationale for how the hallucinations work is, like, when everyone's awake, it kind of has to be a shared hallucination. Like, everybody has to see the same shit. Mm. And the reason they go to sleep is so that they can then have more personalized hallucinations. The other thing, though, is who was writing the letters that everyone was receiving? 
Did the letters exist? The, I don't think the letters I mean, they existed. were walking around with... Um, pads. With pads, and Seven even got a letter. So, Oh, yeah, she from did. From her aunt. From her aunt. So I'm wondering That's if... That's right. Somebody, like... If the creature, like, manipulated somebody on Voyager to write these letters... I hadn't thought of that. Like, because I was thinking, like, yeah, they just had their had blank pad there, but I forgot that Seven got one. Yeah. Did she read it? She did. Yeah. Oh, she's it. the one that said it was her aunt. Hmm. Well, she I, said you know it was what? my it, father's sister, and then Neelix was like, yes. "Oh, your aunt." Yeah, my my father's uncle's thusly. brother's former roommate or whatever yeah. from Spaceballs. Well, apparently, we're the only like section of the country that says aunt. Really. Like we apparently, are a large aside from of New, the country, as I say, I think well, I don't. But most I just mean, like, aside from, aside from New England, I mean, mm. I think most people outside of New England say "aunt." Interesting. Which doesn't make any sense because it's not spelled that way. No, and it's and it sounds like a, a, a creature. It sounds like a bug. Yeah, there's already something called an ant. Well, I, I, one of my aunts is a big pain in the ass, so I guess it works. <laughs> so I was gonna say, I mean, it's English. We love our homophones. I would never invite my aunt to a picnic. Nah, yeah, wait. Yeah, and you know what, though? It must have been manipulating someone to fuck with the computers, because, like, even when Seven was using the sensors or whatever, it was like, yeah, no, no, everything's fine. And she was like, no, it isn't. So, like, (laughs) unless the creature can also somehow affect computers, it had to be manipulating someone on board to reprogram shit. Yeah. Which is, which I I still think is within the realm of possibility. Oh, yeah. Because it clearly has full control over people once once they're in its grasp. Yeah. But it's not Um, an intelligent creature. Well, I think, no, I think it is. I think it, I think it definitely is. I don't think it's a, a, yeah, I thought they said it wasn't. I thought they said it wasn't, though. Seven, Uh, seven scanned it and said it wasn't. But uh, Katai, I want to say Batai, damn it. Katai, who has been hunting it for years and years, is like, no, this is the most wily creature I've ever encountered. Rawr. Harpoon yeah. it. At first, they're like, oh, no, it's it's not sapient. It's like, so don't worry, audience. When we murder it, you don't have to feel bad. But I think it like the evidence shows that it I think it is because it's creating very yeah. detailed hallucination or like maybe it's maybe it is i think those are passive though i i would bet that those are passive that it's it's just its presence causes other people to have the hallucinations but like it has like will the, like the flowers on shore leaf planet and all of a sudden mm. you just start seeing uh the white rabbit or some shit no no the flowers were a different episode oh wait i'm talking about the one with the white rabbit yeah no that 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 was all computer created yeah, nonsense. there was a machine but wasn't it being read from their minds though it was yes yeah that's what i was thinking i was thinking that like you know you got an impulse from their mind and like that was the one that was the most obvious was like we all want to go home yeah, yeah. No, the flowers it's jake's, it's jake's um example of where did the letters come from yeah that doesn't make much sense yeah that that was no, one thing agreed. i didn't think of during the episode like wait a minute yeah that's a good call yeah maybe she actually did get a letter from her aunt and it was just <laughs> a weird coincidence <laughs> it, it had been caught up they hadn't noticed it had come in when they were uh talking through the uh now destroyed network from earlier right. in the mm-hmm. season or last season or it the was fuck in their that spam was. file yeah yeah Nobody knew who nobody Annika here named Annika. was. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, oh, oh, I must Jinx. have just got the wrong address. Mm, Bob. Yeah, I do. I wonder. I also wonder if. Well, I don't know. I was gonna say like maybe, maybe in her like deep in her subconscious, the one thing Seven would want out of a trip back to Earth would be to connect with her family. But 
A, I don't think that's true. And B, no. Yeah, the fact that like Neelix delivers it to her and his experience of the letter is the same as her experience of the letter. Neelix yeah. wrote the letter. Yeah. Neelix, Neelix, assuming everybody who wants to go home would want to see their family, assumes Seven would want to see her family because that's the normal impulse. Or, oh, this is dark. Yay. Um, so like everyone was trying to gaslight Seven about everything, you know, everything going on, even though she was trying to convince them otherwise. What if the letter was just another part of the gaslighting that Neelix and the captain and whoever else were like, okay, maybe if we convince Seven that there's somebody on Earth that wants to talk to her, she'll be more likely to go along with it. And they and thus the, they, they write this this letter. So you think it's intentional? Yeah, and not like, like Janeway just or, or Neelix or somebody specifically wrote this letter just to get seven on board with the and then the rest of their letters could have been hallucinations yeah and then everybody else's letter is just a hallucination and they're like huh oh seven hasn't got a letter maybe that's why she doesn't want to go home if we give her a letter she'll want to go home yeah maybe i think you're putting way too much thought into this jake i'm sure i'm sure sure the answer was the writers didn't realize that it doesn't really work (laughs) yeah yeah no that's that's very true but listen what i was a nerd i have to make it fit truth so the one thing I thought the show was lacking fucking entirely. So we see these hallucinations and everybody's happy to see, you know, Tuvok's wife and the 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 the, the McKee are alive and all this stuff. And I'm just like, Janeway needs to see all of her dogs. Where are the puppies? Yeah, the fact that the letter was like, oh, Mark's engagement. It's like you aren't still carrying a torch for that Jack Wit. I mean, I think but he has is. her dog. <laughs> I think she it sounds like she is and like that's I know I just sad but I don't believe it well it's probably just like a deep subconscious thing like if you asked her she'd probably say she was fine but I'm sure like most people who like had the great ex that got away probably would be like man it would be great if we could have made it work was he that great like that's really that's the problem at the end of the day they just we didn't see their relationship so it's easy to forget and not care about as an audience I mean I'm gonna say that they probably did have a really close relationship. I mean, they were they engaged. They probably did. Uh, right? They were engaged or no? I thought they I did. believe they were. Uh, I don't know, I don't but know. she left the dogs with him, so clearly yeah. they were very close. I mean, they were very close. And, like, he thought that his fiance was dead in space, so he moved on after, you know, some time, which is fair to do, I think. And yeah. then find out she's still alive. I mean, if I were in her position, I'd probably still hold a torch it wasn't like he was an asshole right no absence makes the heart grow fonder like you know she she well especially when you can't bang anybody who's around you she can can bang john reese davies as much as she wants wow that's true (laughs) definitely what he sounds like when he comes 110 we just watched uh fellowship of the ring the other day and uh, oh we did too (laughs) did you really yeah so yeah See, seeing uh, Leonardo da Vinci. Seeing Jim Lee there. But, and of course, he's apparently going to be in the newest fucking Why Are They Making This Indiana Jones? Oh, no. They're making oh, yeah, another I saw Indiana that. That's Jones. Right. For damn. some goddamn oh, reason. Oh, boy, they sure are. And this time, Indiana Jones has decided he doesn't believe in magic or anything. Oh, you despite know. having seen so much magic. Yes, yeah. precisely. Yeah. I swear to God, they just gave him that line. I mean, the first Han Solo. three movies are just him... Magic. Dealing with yeah. magic shit. The third, the fourth one is him dealing with alien shit, but still. Yeah, no. Uh, uh, it looks fucking awful. Uh, and yes, anyway. Star anyway. Trek. Oh, Chakotay. So yes. that guy. 
it did it strike anyone else weird that apparently his fantasy is to be a anthropology professor? No. See, I, I know that his father was an anthropologist, but I got the impression that he didn't really like his father too much. But no, no, remember, it, because he died off screen, he got a tattoo and wants to be everything his father ever wanted him to be. I thought the tattoo was just like a nod to his heritage as a part alien. <laughs> a part alien Native American. Um, no, that, yeah. that was him embracing his culture, I thought. That's, That's, what what I I thought. That's I just, also what I thought. I just, well, yes, I just don't, I just didn't think that he was that into the anthropology shit. I yeah, vaguely I, I, remember in Future's End when he goes back in time and he's like, well, we obviously live here now because fuck ever trying to get home again. Chakotay, why? <laughs> Make a tub. He basically said like, hey, while I'm, while I'm back in the past, I could become an anthropologist or history professor or some kind of thing in, in the same realm. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah, yeah, you might be Yeah, right. I forgot about that. Okay, so it's, it's more consistent then. All right. Yeah. I did like me as an anthropologist. That's all. One thing I liked was that Tom was going to be a test pilot, but specifically (laughs) not for Starfleet. Mm. Like it sounded like it was some sort of separate organization. It's like that's, you know, they didn't harp on it. Like, yeah, no, I I like that. It's not just that he still gets to fly, but he also doesn't have to fucking deal with this legacy. He never really wanted. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably because even in Paris's hallucination, he still won't get along with his dad. Yeah. But I mean, as we all really know from a couple episodes back, what he really should have gotten was a letter asking him to join the Federation Navy. Because we know how much <laughs> yes. he fucking loves boats, apparently. He's a big boatman. Oh, my God. Yes. Loves sailing so much. Yeah. Wouldn't you think that he'd become like some kind of ne- like activist and like tie himself to some buoys or something? Well, no, because in the Federation, they they're perfect when it comes to the environment oh that's yeah. true there's so there's like more whales in the future now because of uh Star george Trek and 4. gracie yeah they just yeah. pumped they just, out they more just, whales <laughs> actually the population of earth the earth's oceans have completely dried up and it's just 100 percent whale <laughs> god damn it <laughs> you can walk, this is nightmare you can walk <laughs> on the backs of whales across the all pacific the, yeah you could walk <laughs> from boston to london on the whales who are all just there going like <laughs> what's that what's fuck there's a simpsons gag like that of course there is where they like cut to like a, a room or something full of no it's futurama when the penguins get hyper fertile and they like <laughs> open the curtain and they're pressed against the window like that one tos with the overpopulation and everyone's oh, just wandering yay. around yeah <laughs> penguins oh god it always comes back to futurama uh, or batman like neelix's fantasy is yeah he gets to hang out with ambassadors. Quadrupedal ambassadors. Yes. yes. I love that. What does that mean? Like dogs, cats? Four, four-legged. Anything yeah. with four legs? Yeah. yeah. All right, cool. But I also like that his his like knockout hallucination was like this group of high-ranking people coming to say hello to him. Pat him on the back. Yay. Like, Come on, man. His, his, the best day in all of his life. He was so happy to meet an admiral, and it's like, oh, no one's told him that 95% of admirals turn out to be evil. Yeah, he wouldn't know. He's not met any. How did... I would think his fantasy would be like, he gets to Earth, and somehow, magically, his sister is there. Yeah, I was gonna say, his family's still alive on Earth. I think for it to work, it has to still be within the realm of reality. Mm. Yeah, like the Maquis still being alive. They fake their deaths. They do that kind of shit all the time. Yeah, (laughs) fake their deaths, or bad intel, or... And we know how bad Starfleet intelligence is, so... 
bad intel is believable. Like that one, like things can stretch credulity, but I think full on there's a point where the hallucination wouldn't work. Did I miss Harry Kim's or did they not tell us Harry Kim's? This is being home. Yeah, they didn't really say home. I remember when everyone was staring at the wormhole looking all happy. No, sorry. When they were staring at Earth being all happy. I said, Harry's actually seeing an enormous uh, clarinet. (laughs) Wow. I feel like it's been a while since they brought up his clarinetting. I, I, I don't know if it ever comes up again. I hope it does. I don't know. We'll have to see. Yeah. Here's, an, here's a question, though. How the fuck did no one tell the doctor? Because Seven we- comes in and says, hey, doc, everyone's going nuts about this wormhole. And he says, what wormhole? And I said, no, that's that's beyond credulity. <laughs> so well, I think everyone so is, so, is so caught up in their own shit that they're not thinking of other people including especially well, the doctor plus the doctor's a goddamn buzzkill <laughs> and you feel like I, you tell him they're going to earth and he's like great i'll be relegated to you know whatever my time will be done i'll be blah, blah, blah. he'll make it about himself a couple of weeks ago he was really excited about the prospect of going home because everyone would treat him like a hero yeah mm. well I, I think it was tied into again like how the fact they eventually shut him off because they realized he would like see through them yeah i think it was probably just preemptive like don't tell it Excuse oh, me. I didn't Don't think tell of that. him because yeah, I like can't manipulate him. Yep. They subconsciously know that, oh, if we tell the doctor and he like happens to look out a window. Yeah. yeah. He'll know because he doesn't have a brain. Because like as soon do. as as soon as Seven tells him and gets him involved, they suddenly are like, we got to shut him down. Something's wrong. The, the wormhole's going to kill his program. Yep. Clearly. Pippity boppity boo. Yeah. Well, that's another thing, right? So we talked about the letters. How did the ship's sensors get so fucked like i said i think if we assume that maybe someone actually was being manipulated then they just reprogrammed the sensors that's the only thing that makes sense yeah well i mean because sensors intended even though they were the sensors were still seeing a wormhole they detected katai's ship which is how seven originally made contact with him Yeah. yeah so like they may have reprogrammed the sensors but they didn't do the i think they should have added something about how there's some kind of like active camouflage situation that can fuck up sensors or something. Mm. Cause yeah, that, that part doesn't work so well. Yeah. Yeah. Cause the, Oh, we noticed something, but when we communicated with, you know, Starfleet HQ, they said it's fine. Like that's, that is believable that I, that yeah. I appreciated the inclusion of. Yeah. Yeah. The, the weird neutrino levels or something like that. Hmm. We picked up lots of, lots of, uh, belch noise. Belch noises coming from the wormhole. <laughs> <laughs> I had joked again because everything everything goes back to uh, Futurama. Good, good. But I was like, I was waiting for their plan rather than make the make it throw them up to hit their pelvic splanknic ganglion or whatever it was from the worm <laughs> episode and just get shot out that oh, way. Oh, I love that episode. Oh, great episode. <laughs> when this is done, he'll be lucky if he has any bones left. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, there, There is an episode title for the in-production new season that suggests the worms might be making a return. Oh, I hope so. Yeah, speaking of vomiting up the <laughs> the Voyager and Katai's ship, and then there's that little, the, the little fake-out that lasts mm. all of 30 seconds, and then they just do it again and it's fine. Yeah. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe it's because, like, there really wasn't enough time left in the episode or something, but... But then, don't bother. Don't bother what? Doing it. Doing the fake out? Yeah. Ah. We've talked about this before, how like Star Trek and I mean TV in general, but this bad history of like, let's do a fake out that 
is so brief, like, what was the point? Yeah, like, I expected there to be this fake out and then and some of them to realize, okay, if this hasn't happened yet, we have to do something else, not just do the same thing again. And if they had an extra literally one minute, she and Katai could have, like, said, oh, well, how about we do this instead? And mm. then they have a second thing. So instead of the fake out just being undone by hitting hitting yeah. it again. I think a better way to have done the fake out would have been for set for us to completely see the whole thing from Seven's perspective. They get spit out. Everybody wakes up and they're like congratulating her and and Jane yeah. like and like really it's like Jane way is like I knew I should have trusted you and, mm. and yada yada yada. So like it's all things that like Seven probably would like yeah. uh, you know to be appreciated. And then like that goes on for a few minutes and then cut to the doctor trying to resuscitate. Yes, her. Mm. you fixed it. You fixed it, Jane. Uh, and it's like and then and then but and then I almost said Bataille as well because it's because we watched Inner Light recently. Mm. And then like Katai calls up and he's like. Doctor, it's up to you now. You must do the thing. <laughs> and then he's like, I'm a doctor, not a seven of nine. He says, I'm a doctor, not a dragon slayer. And I loved it. Yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> That's a good like, one. Yeah, but you did, you did fight Grendel, sort of. Yeah. That's true. That's not that Grendel's a dragon, but. I actually, what I was half expecting at the very end where they like cut to the interior of uh, Katai's ship for a split second, I thought they were going to show like, it, like a skeleton in the chair or something. Oh. <gasps> Oh, and that's interesting. it was going to be this really elaborate thing where somehow the monster's power had kind of fucked up. And because Seven, her only goal was to get away, it actually created help for her without meaning to. Mm. But then he was there and fine. Yeah, I, I actually thought that about like halfway through the episode, I was like, oh, somehow Katai is going to be just another hallucination the whole time. And yeah. I kind of thought that, too. Go um, on. Sorry, like, I didn't like mean the doctor, Like the doctor's like... Who are you talking to, Seven? There's, <laughs> but I, there's somebody course, here. We already did that with her, didn't we? Yeah, it's, so. yeah it's, that would be the same as, as in one. Mm. Yeah, which... Guys, don't don't count that out. I mean, how many times did we do the same thing over and over again with Troy? Oh, no, I know. It's just That's nice. True. Nice that they didn't. Yeah. Actually, I also thought for just a minute that maybe he was partners with it at the very end. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Like, you know, he helps lure people just long enough that it can get some nutrients or whatever. But it's like, that's just dumb. I just um, thought they were going to like go be in there and they're just going to see floating around in the, in it, uh, just Boba Fett. Just oh, bopping around in there. I thought you were going to say, um, uh, Commodore Decker. <laughs> yes. Oh God. No. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, it is, well, it, it's just another space monster, I guess. Yeah. Well, we'll talk space monsters in the future. Cause there it, are it, lots of them. It is, however, a monster and not just a broken, drifting machine <laughs> with its... With yeah, it's its... actually a creature. Yeah. Um, Katai told us it was, uh, in fact, not a monster. No. Um... Oh, no, wait, he said it was a monster. It was Seven that said it wasn't a monster. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah, I yeah. apologize. I, mean, I think the difference is the Doomsday machine is actually a machine that's malfunctioning, yeah. and this is a creature. Who's functioning normally. <laughs> Who's functioning. But technically, the Doomsday Machine was functioning normally, just no one turned it off. <laughs> right. Hmm. My first thought when we when we see when we see Earth and it's like, uh oh, are we really seeing Earth? Or are we just seeing the projection of Earth? My thought was check to see if it has New Zealand. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's how at, you know. <laughs> when Tom was saying that his test pilot job was in Australia, I was like, well, you know, it ain't New Zealand. <laughs> yeah, well, because New Zealand was destroyed in World War Three. Everyone knows that. Yeah. Yep, by Sauron. <laughs> yep. 
All right, one last line that I have wrote down because I thought this was pretty good. Early on in the episode, I think when Seven is questioning why something is like something, Tuvok says, perhaps that was an oversight on your part, which mm. is how he roasts you. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Like Tuvok with the, with the mic roasting Shatner. That, that's how it would happen. <laughs> was it that one or one of the other? I feel like he said something. It, may, it was probably that where she suggested... She had done something wrong. She gave him this look of just like, I will fucking cut you. <laughs> I am the most efficient asshole. Speaking of efficient assholes. <laughs> hey, you <laughs> found nice. it. <laughs> the efficient asshole. Yeah, but speaking of efficient assholes, let's move on to uh, Dark Frontier, where we are going to meet some of the most efficient assholes in the galaxy. I don't know if they're efficient, but they're certainly assholes. Well. Wait, are you talking about the Borg or the Hansons? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> The Borg are efficient. I mean, the, Borg, the Hansons, the Hansons are, are the Borg, so uh, as we found out uh, this week, so. Ba-da. Yes, we got a double double length feature uh, feature length episode here. And you know, tell us. tell us. I know it's not part of the summary, but I will say for once, I feel like they actually had two episodes worth of shit to do. That's because they actually planned for it to be a feature length for a fucking change. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't. Yeah, definitely. That's something that struck me about this episode. That it wasn't a two-parter so much as it was just a double-length episode. Well, they yep. nailed it. It was good. Though it did have two separate directors as the opening yeah, credits. Yeah, I noticed that. In the well, and there credits. was also the perfect place. There was the perfect yeah. cliffhanger to split it at. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, anyway. Even though they aired it all, all together. So the summary is, apparently we can just blow the fuck out of the Borg now. And thanks to Harry Kim, apparently also, who still doesn't get promoted. Really? Nope. You you destroy you you made the most like indestructible force in the galaxy destructible. Nope, sorry. Still a cadet or whatever the fuck you are. I know he's an ensign. We've defeated a, a Borg what shape was that even? A cube. A sausage? No, it was, yeah, it was it was it was a weird shape. It was like a it was like oh, a dodecahedron yeah. or some shit. I don't know what it was, but either way, not not a cube, not a circle, sphere, no something else. Uh, a rhombus, a, a trapezoid, whatever it was. We've destroyed it, and we're feeling kind of ballsy. So Janeway is like, you know what? I'm sick of getting caught with our pants down by the Borg. It's time to catch the Borg with their pants down. Hot? No. Yeah, no. So they decide that they're going to, you know, try to, you know, set an example and give the Borgs a warning and whatnot. And in able to, in order to do that, Janeway's like, hey, so Seven, I know you're just kind of getting used to being your own person and, you know, things have been going pretty well for a minute. I think what would be really good now is if we could seriously traumatize you <laughs> by having you relive, you know, the assimilation of yourself and your family by reading the journals and uh, about their research on the Borgs. Yeah, no and one Seven's, else could do this. Why? Have Harry do it. <laughs> literally anybody else. Well, the computer condense it and make the cliff notes for us. Let Bellana do it. She fucking is uh, chomping at the bit, apparently. We'll see later. But yeah, so, uh, you know, Seven, a.k.a. Annika, uh, starts reading her dad's personal logs about finally getting permission to go check out the Borgs and all the, the methods they're going to use to study the Borgs and how they're going to use, like, biological... The output, uh, whatever's shields, personal camouflage, Borg resistant camouflage type of shit. And, you know, how they learn that, oh, oh, well, we think that if they don't perceive us as a, a threat, they'll leave us alone. Like, let's see what we can find out. And um, little seven is like, 
are they our friends? Are we going to have a nice time? And her dad is like, I'm sure it'll be great. They just don't know us yet. (laughs) Oh, man. But he didn't realize how well the Borg likes to know the people and species that it meets, apparently. So we've also decided that part of the reason why we want to attack some Borgs is that we want to get a transwarp drive because we can shave off like 15 years of travel if we get one of thems and hook it up to our ship. They've also decided that it's going to be full heist movie. So they're going to they're going to use the um, the holodecks to like practice the uh, heist and figure out exactly how much time they have from when they like knock out Borg power to like get what they need and get out. They've got two minutes, not a moment more. We find out in their first trial run that they're like 12 seconds. They still have to shave off in order to make it out without the world ending. And all the while, Seven is kind of, first of all, having some uh, obviously like, I don't know if I would say like emotions about shit, but it definitely seems to be kind of difficult for her. But then she starts hearing a voice that's being like, oh, hey, girl, hey, you <laughs> thought you were you thought you weren't a Borg anymore, huh? Joke's on you, bitch. And she's like, maybe I should tell the captain about this. But she doesn't. <laughs> and I'm sure that's fine. I'm sure that we don't have to worry about it and that uh, nothing is going to come of that at all. Except that obviously it is. So when uh, the game, they, they find a uh, like, what was the deal? They picked this particular target because it was like damaged. Yeah. And so they figured that that would give them a better chance of like getting in and getting out with the drive that they want without getting caught. So they finally get there and they're like, OK, it's go time. And they're they're in there. And, um, you know, seven's on the away team. It's uh, seven Janeway and Tuvok and, you know, Harry, standard who? Harry, I Harry. think, was there? Yeah, standard standard uh, Starfleet operating procedure. Send all your, you know, highest ups to do this, to get this job done. While they're on the Borg, the Borg cube or sphere, or I think this one's a sphere, Seven's hearing the voice again, and she suddenly has like a snap decision that she's going to stay with the Borg and tells Janeway to fuck off or she'll be assimilated. So Janeway leaves without her and they get back and they're like, well, Seven decided to hang with the Borgs. That sucks. But we got what we needed. And all the while, so Seven is back on the, the Borg ship. People of Voyager are trying to make the transwarp drive work. With their technology, Seven goes and uh, meets the Borg Queen. and <gasps> Looking hot. <clears throat> yeah, creepy. I didn't think that the, the spine wiggle was as good as the first contact spine wiggle. Well, that was movie money right there. Yeah, it was a TV Yeah, so just fucking reuse wiggle. that. Just, uh, well, just, just, just paste her head on top of it. It's fine. <laughs> but anyway, so we meet the Borg Queen, and I kind of expected it to be... Seven's mom, I'm not going to lie. Every Everybody at the time did. Oh, good. Well, I'm glad that it I was the same. It is a very common fan theory. But at least there was some payoff to that idea. Yay! Tell us about it. Well, the queen is like, so, um, you know, we actually let you leave before and we wanted you back because you're now super unique and um, you're going to work with us. And uh, by the way, here's your dad. He's a drone. Bum bum. The the derpiest looking drone. Yeah, by the way. it was a pretty bad. He was a some derpy his, guy. Somebody's makeup and the way he held his jaw. He was just like, I'm a happy drone. But how did her dad become a drone, you might ask? Well, he spent a lot of time. We find out in more like journal reading flashback type shit that uh, he would sneak on board and be like following, checking them out and seeing how they work and Give like names. grabbing somebody out of uh, grabbing one of them out of their regeneration field to like put a tracker on them and see how that all works. And eventually they flew too close to the sun and the Borgs were like, oh, hey, we're going to fuck you and your whole family. Oops. 
And probably that's how the Borgs learned about Earth in the first place. So good job, fucking assholes. Yeah, way to go, Ugh. It's no longer Q's fault. Ha. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so the the Borg Queen is like trying to use Seven to do shit. They assimilate a whole bunch of people, like a whole uh, race of people. And Seven's kind of going along with it at first, but then she releases a bunch of them and is like, get in that like disabled spacecraft. And as soon as we're out of here, get the fuck out as fast as you can. All the while, back on Voyager, they're trying to figure out, like, how to find her. And I guess they find her because they, like, notice that the frequency that the Borg Queen was, like, reaching out to her on is the same as a frequency that her dad was checking out when they were... uh... I know there was a frequency detected. There's something about a frequency that helped them find the Borg Queen. So they they do and they go back and they do a rescue mission and uh, it becomes this like standoff where it looks like they're trying to make you think that Seven's going to be super torn between the Queen and Janeway. But it's obviously that she's not going to be torn between them because she's been acting out and talking about how she's an individual and fuck this shit the whole time. Yeah, it was um, a mommy and mommy <coughs> are fighting. Only I like this mommy better. Yeah, yeah it was just it just seemed... Like, yeah, of course, dear. Not just because we know that, I I guess that's fair. It's like a hindsight thing. But like, it just, there was nothing about any of Seven's actions since she got on the fucking sphere that would make you think that she would rather stay with the Borg. So anyway, she goes back with Janeway. They disable the Borg's shields and fly away safely. And oh, and the transwarp drive does shave 15 years off their trip. So everybody's a winner except for fucking seven of nine, who every time you think she's doing good and becoming a good new person just gets traumatized over and over and over again. How many years do they have shaved off their trip now? I was going to say, because like Kess gave them 10 years. They got 15 years here. I feel like their first transwarp experiment gave them a few years. It was like 10 years or something, wasn't it? Yeah, like yeah. they've actually at this point they've actually overshot Earth and are now in a different era and they're now in like another galaxy. Like, I kept it. thinking if okay, so if we're actually gonna go on the offensive because fuck having to go out of her way for for Borg every couple of weeks. Yeah. And go find a transwarp conduit and use it. Why not like do it a bunch of times and get enough transwarp conduits to get home? Well yeah, I mean it sounded like the Borg sphere had multiple coils. So they could have just, you know, taken a few of them. Only had time to get one because... Yeah. But yeah, now they, they had the built in, They built cloak. in the timer. Well, actually, no, we found out... No! Oh, that's interesting. What? So they had the invisibility cloaks that they got from... Uh, Magnus's journals? From Yeah. Oh, God, what a name. Magnus. Yeah, Magnus. The fuck? Magnus, Magnus Hansen. Hansen. Sounds like... Uh, I don't know what it sounds like. I think they're Norwegian. No. There you go. Sounds Norwegian like he should be a bodybuilder or something. They they're from the Nordlands. But yeah, so I bet you those things would have never worked because the Borg assimilated them, so they know how they work. Oh, that's a good point. That is a good point. Yeah, no, I think they they basically all but say it because at one point during the actual heist, you know, they they come across those Borg and like they can see us, and they're like, how? Yeah, well, like, because they the were whole only thing, pretending they worked earlier. Yeah, they were just pretending so that, uh, which again, like, what was the point of doing that? Was it because they didn't want to upset Seven of Nine by just killing or assimilating Voyager, which they could have easily done? Uh, maybe they knew if they didn't act like the heist was working at first, they might have pulled out before they could get her. Maybe. Well, it sounded like, I wish they made it more explicit that there was, like, a deal. 
Yeah, the deal the deal like. was important. Yeah, because yeah. the deal was we'll let Voyager steal this technology and we won't assimilate them, but you gotta come home. Yeah. Also, I'm sorry, the Queen's a liar. Oh yeah, no, we totally let you go. It was part of uh, an experiment. It's like I don't you're know, just I, mad I, you lost her. I kind of buy it because a couple of things, right? So she says that they only tried to assimilate Earth once, but she they did they did it twice because they tried it again in first contact. So, and then, unless that's the first time and they're not counting the first cube as having been an assimilation attempt, which it was, but regardless. I mean, here's the thing. Either the queen's a liar or she has a shit memory because she also says, you're the first Borg to be de-Borged. Off the Alpha Quadrant, John Luke is like, oh, well, fuck me then. Well, again, though, he wasn't a drone. He was a special... They made him a special kind of board. Oh, okay, okay. Where she's she's being Obi Wan semantic. Okay, it, exactly. Also, like Riley was, and her Hugh people. was deborged for the mm. most part. Yeah, and and Riley and the group that Chakotay went and hung out with. Yeah, Good they point. were deborged. I wonder point. if it's just that Borg Queen doesn't talk about those people. Yeah, no, they she don't does not exist to her. She does not like to admit her losses. Yeah. Well, I th- yeah, and I think a certain part of it is trying to appeal it, you know, I think it is I think it's a calculated act that she's doing mm. uh, to try and convince Seven that it's resistance is futile that like you you have to do what we want you to do but I will push back a little I think it is possible that letting Seven go to Voyager was a calculated move for the reason that she stated because it is a little convenient that of all of the drones to assign during, you know, during the the Species 8472 incident, she mm. happened to choose a human being. Yeah. Um, and then, so, like, that might have been calculated. I don't think she necessarily, like, the Queen or the Collective necessarily calculated that, oh, Janeway's going to try to kidnap Seven, which they did. But maybe they didn't figure that part, but... It happened, and why the hell, you know, okay, we'll yeah. roll with it. Well, that's right, yeah, no, I mean, I think assigning a human, definitely, but she did, she tried to claim, like, Janeway taking her was all part of her master plan, and it's no, I think like, maybe it was always a, if if this happens, it's fine. Like, mm. this, is, this is a person whom, if we lose, we understand, and maybe we can use it to our benefit. Like a Cardassian yeah. plan. Like, Borg yeah. strike me as the kind that or overthink everything. Yeah. Well, no, those never work. <coughs> yeah, um, that's, yeah that, that's, that's what it is. That's, that's, it's because they've assimilated both Romulans and Cardassians at this point. <laughs> it mostly works, but the Romulan side kind of fucks it up. Well, right. I'm going to say this, right? So I think that Voyager as a show has historically gotten a lot of flack for nerfing the Borg and making the Borg seem like little bitches all the time. Mm. When like in TNG and First Contact, the Borg are fucking serious business. Like if the Borg show up, you're fucked unless you have Jean-Luc Picard who happens to know how to fuck with the Borg. Yeah. But like Wolf 359... Everybody died. Er, battle at, at Earth. Almost everybody died if and everybody would have died if Picard hadn't shown up. So prior to Voyager, the Borg were really seen as this unstoppable force of nature. And in yeah. Voyager, it's like, okay, we encounter the Borg, we shoot them, they die, and we move on. 
I feel like this is a little bit of an attempt to fill that plot hole and be like, mm. no, the Borg are kind of letting Voyager win so that they can learn more about how to defeat humans and learn human shit without... Because, like, if they assimilate Voyager, they're not... They're getting 150 people and some From technology that they've they already, already know. seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. So it's not like they're getting anything great by assimilating Voyager, but by letting Voyager do its thing, they can learn more about human tactics and, like, how humans react in certain situations. So, so I feel like whether or not I buy it, but I feel like that's what they were doing. They were trying mm. to fill that plot hole and explain, like, why the Borg look like little bitches so much yeah, in Voyager. And each, each time, so far, each time we've seen the Borg in Voyager, which would be Scorpion, we do something entirely new. We do an, a totally new thing in Scorpion we've never tried with the Borg before. Yeah. In Drone, with a, with our good friend One, whom I miss terribly. Sorry if I just whacked the microphone, because I'm so... I liked I liked One a lot. So in Drone, we do a new, another wholly new thing with tech that we couldn't have possibly had because it's based on the mobile emitter, which yeah. no one fucking has seen before. And in this one, we also do a lot of new stuff. We use all the toys that Magnus and Aaron played with. We do whatever Harry concocted, send a clarinet into the Borg cube, who knew? <laughs> <laughs> play play music and cause them all to explode. Yeah, and in this one we have Borg Queen and I love Borg Queen. Any anytime we see Borg Queen, I'm very happy and because Even it also in- makes makes the Borg seem very <laughs> rational. And anytime we talk with it, talk with Borg Queen, we're making new <laughs> discoveries on what the Borgs do. What I did like was that they're kind of picking up from first contact because um, when Picard's talking to her, he mentions how she's like, you you wanted me to go over willingly. And she's kind of keeping on with that theme. She's like trying to figure out a way to just get people to say all right. Some, <laughs> something especially about humans, because of course we're special, is like they are so mm, and like she can just it's the first species she seems to need to try to like Figure the fuck out because they won't just fucking go with it. Um, well, I think I my tinfoil hat fan fan theory is that normally under normal circumstances, the Borg don't even have a queen and they don't need a queen because they're just a self-organizing huh. thing. But that they have figured out that and like this is why they created Lacutus. They have figured out that humans need like a hierarchical structure. <laughs> So wow. they create. So whenever they what have does to that deal say with about humans, <laughs> well, yeah, right. Whenever they deal with humans, they're like, okay, we need like we need some we need something else. We need a, we need, we a need the voice. Look, we need a the voice. voice. Like because they don't because like when we just talk to them as like the mechanical chorus, like they don't take well to that. So let's let's try a different approach. They they assimilated the Hansons, learned about bees, <laughs> and we're like, all right, this is a metaphor we can run with. Let's make one of those. And the first Borg queen was just like a little body with a gargantuan thorax spitting out Borg. And they were like, this is nasty. Yeah. And they Slurp. reworked it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's always too traumatic. Like there's in first contact, which is where we first see the queen and Picard is talking to her. The implication is that there was a queen at Wolf 359. Yeah. And that like, because he's like, you were always there. And I kind of wonder if maybe not to take that literally that like when he says that he's talking about the voice of the collective. Yeah. I think, I think you said that not at the a time literal person you suggested this. And I kind of like that idea that maybe this is a, it was something that was there and that was kind of how his mind personified it. 
I like that. Mm. And then they decided, okay, like you said, like, all right, all right, this is something the human mind likes. Let's build it. Yeah. Yeah. They're like humans. Humans like totalitarian leaders and sexy ladies. We've, Combine we can the do two that. They'll, Sexy they'll totalitarian ladies. <laughs> I actually, so this, we did learn something very important about the Borg from this episode, though. The Borg are, by their own standards, running around nude. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Because she mentions, oh, they gave you hair and garments. And it's like, do you not consider your armor garments? Do you? No, they consider it part of them. That makes sense. They're, they are space nudists. It's only logical. Yeah. It did surprise me when we see, oh, look at species 5618, which is humans, which, oh, we know our designation now. Neat. And they show a little little hollow cutout of a, of a human and he's wearing underwear. And I'm like, yeah. really? Do we yeah, need that's... the underwear? I mean, I, I'm, that's fine. At least, yeah, because, yeah, if it was new Trek, he'd just be there hanging dong, and it's just like, or I'm, at least I'm okay. blocked out in a way that it never went below the waist. Yeah. That would have made more sense, a, yeah. Yeah, that's true. I feel like they could have... I, I, I just I, show the bum. Sh- the bum's okay. Oh, yeah. I did think... Did it? Yeah, because this is a post-NYPD uh, Blue World, so... Um, yeah, and it's also on UPN, which is... The Hanging Dong Network. The Big Four. <laughs> the Hanging Dong <laughs> <Wow>. Network. <laughs> Wow. But yeah, I, I admit I had the same thought. It's like, why would there read? Like, I knew, of course, like a network TV. But yeah, like it would be nude. Yeah. Uh, well, and those those little Rocky Horror Picture Show speedo briefs weren't hiding. Uh, <laughs> you did say weren't Rocky. Keeping, weren't keeping much from the imagination. Yeah, anyway. They could have also gone for the Ken doll look if they. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. They would because that's not uh, that's not correct though. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, true. the Borg don't really have like I'm sure when they're assimilating people, they're chopping that's off like their the dongs. The first thing they take out, they're like, yeah, this is extra extra stuff we don't. This These are make, thrown this, in the pile. This makes you less aerodynamic. Get it <laughs> off. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. We don't. We don't want our drones having. You know, their sweaty ball sacks stuck to their legs. Look, if, if it just slows slows things down. I am sure swimming coaches try to convince their male swimmers, like, you don't need it that bad. Come on, man. You're shaving <laughs> everything. Just just let him go. No, they have good bathing Damn. suits for that. <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, no, I was getting uh, out of that topic, because why? Um, <laughs> did, did y'all recognize this Borg queen? Did not, but I looked her up. I'll let you but, do it. Uh... Oh, but no, like I did. In I a def- Star Trek way or in a, yeah, just in general? In a, in a Star Trek way. Yeah, no, I will say she did not. I did not catch it at all. I just looked her up because I'm like, I wonder what else she's done. It's like, oh, Star Trek, apparently. Yeah, I don't I don't think. Yeah, I didn't recognize her. Oh, well, she's been in a bunch of Trek before. Uh, a couple minor-ish characters. She was in the next phase where I believe she was the Romulan who was actually like that critter that laid its eggs in the Romulan warp core. Or Maybe. some shit. She was, way, she, she was, was some, what, somebody in that. Yep. She was also in Frame of Mind as that crazy woman that talked to Riker when Riker was in a in an asylum. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, the one the who one was DTF? The, the, the alien fetish? No, that's, no, that's no. First Contact. No, no. <laughs> yeah, no, that no, was a one, nurse. The one where, is she the one that had like the weird... Yeah, she had kind of heart-shaped forehead. forehead. Yeah. yeah. yeah she okay. had a really but weird face. you're more likely to have yes. recognized her from Rejoined where she was Dax's old wife. Oh! Oh no, shit! Yep. Aww. Yeah, she looked great. She apparently like was was pretty gung ho to get under all of this makeup. She had auditioned for the Borg Queen in First Contact, and she got oh, to wear she got to wear her clothes in this one because it was mostly the same costume with some alterations. Oh wow! Oh really? Yeah, and it's like wow. I mean, it's interesting how how much she looked like the actress that played her in in First. I don't know. Contact. I think her eyes are. 
Her eyes are way bigger than uh, Alice. Yeah, the eyes of the Krieges. Krieg or Krug. I've never been trying to pronounce it. Wait, no, Krug was Christopher Lloyd. Krieg. (laughs) Krieg. Yeah. Yeah, I think the eyes are definitely the biggest difference. Well, plus she had really cool contacts or something going on. Yeah, her eyes were weird. I thought that was great. They're like Like really, really uh, like mirror glazy. Yeah, like it, it simultaneously reflected everything, but also made like. Her pupil, sometimes it just looked like her pupils were huge and bottomless, mm. which was weird. Like you could just see into her eyes forever. It's like, what a weird but cool effect. Well, I wonder, so that I, felt, so that she felt says, very cool. She says that she's uh, species. One, two, five. Something, something. There you go. So I wonder if the the weird eyes are a trait of the. Um, mm. The species? Of the. Uh, of the species or if that's like some board. I feel like there's so, I mean, as we saw in first contact, there's so little of her left. That's actually organic. Mm. Like, yeah. I also know that Scott Wheeler was the makeup artist for both this, uh, board queen and the first contact board queen. Yeah. And he went with, uh, with this board queen is decidedly less moist, less moist. (laughs) I was going to say that when you're saying they looked a lot alike, I was thinking this one is drier though. This one glistens less. I think in general, like, the board were at their most damp in that movie. (laughs) Like, they've they've dried them off since then. Anybody that close to Data is going to be a little moist. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) Hey-oh. Oh, God. Sorry. No, oh, I sorry. liked her a lot in this. I think um, Susanna Thompson uh, did a great yep. job with Borg Queen. Yep, yep. A lot of great, like, like real tight close-ups on her face with those crazy eyes just looking around like, hmm, this isn't going as I planned. What do I do now? <laughs> I'm <laughs> super creeped out by the shit on her head because it looks like it looks like a contraption that I've heard tell of that, like, apparently underneath RuPaul's wigs, there is a thing that pulls back. This is true, actually. Mm-hmm. Something that pulls back on her skin to keep her face looking really smooth and shit. Oh, weird. And every time I see the Borg Queen with her weird, like, skin being pulled back with, like, tight hooks shit, it makes me think of the contraption under RuPaul's wig. I have no idea what the contraption under RuPaul's wig actually looks like, but as far as I'm concerned, it looks like the Borg Queen's headpiece. Yeah. You know, they both just need one of those Ruafu machines. I was about to say, <laughs> she, uh, they haven't, they haven't the assimilated machine? the Sona yet. Yeah, the Sona. Oh, um, uh, that's in um, one of the movies, Salieri right? There. Yeah, Salieri. Yeah. Um, yeah. Insurrection. Insurrection. Yeah. Yes. So we've talked about her, her, her adopted mom. Her actual parents, well, mostly Magnus. Like a bunch of still, dipshits. Fuck those people. Yeah. Like you ever uh, I don't think that I'm sure it hadn't come out by then, but there's that that Werner Herzog documentary about the guy that Oh Grizzly Man in love with Grizzly Man. That I couldn't remember. I knew it was Bear Grizzly something, but yeah, Grizzly Man. Yeah, these are the Grizzly Men. Same of space. fucking story. Yep. Same fucking story. Some fucking assholes. Fucking arrogant. Thinking, oh no, we're gonna go live with the dangerous creatures and and study them and and join them and be in their presence. And nope, nope, you're just gonna get fucking eaten. So I was thinking when Kitten was doing the summaries, didn't occur to me while we were watching. But they would like, you know, it's funny because in a way, like they're clearly they're they're supposed to be like their methodology is meant to be similar to like you know conservationists people who try to study animals in the wild yeah. without Spe- taking them specific- out of it yeah specifically diane fossey was yeah, what they thank were going you. for I couldn't is think that of the, the they were the chimpanzees lady no that's a girl oh, the gorilla lady jane goodall is chimpanzees all right and then what fossey is the gorillas yes did fossey get eaten by no gorillas? do you guys want how much do you guys want to know about Diane fossey because she's 
fucking fascinating. I would love to know as much as you would like to tell us. Here's the here's the briefest thing on Diane Fossey I can say. All right. Tough childhood. Had a stepfather who did not nurture her at all. And basically she decided, well, I guess I love animals because fuck people. Fair. Okay, cool. Uh, I already feel closer to her. Eventually, she ends up in Africa studying gorillas after after all of this. Comes to realize, okay, my studying of gorillas is cool. I'm enjoying all the studying of gorillas. But the thing that really fucking sucks is all the poaching. Yeah. Poachers are fucking assholes. Yeah. So basically, she took it on herself and any, like, um, I want to say interns. What would you call an intern in the jungle? College students. <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> minions. She, minions. Research like assistants. Minions. That's fine. Yeah. Basically, so yeah, Fossey and her minions out in the in the jungle destroying poaching camp or uh, poaching traps way more than the like the the branch of the government out there was actually doing because a lot of the people in whatever that organization was were just letting the poachers do shit because they were getting paid on the DL. Fuck Shock. these assholes. Yeah. Corruption? Never. Oh Never would have thought about, about it. See, it ain't so. Yeah. So Diane Fossey basically is destroying all these traps. She had an affair with her photographer, which went wet, went terribly. <laughs> And basically everyone starts treating her as that fucking crazy woman who lives in the woods with the gorillas because she prefers them to people because people are the worst. Again, fair. And eventually they find her corpse in her tent because someone murdered her. Oh God! I Someone, didn't, I didn't know that but not part. Not a gorilla. Not a gorilla. Definitely no. not a gorilla. Like she was shot many times. Um, well, gorillas. Yeah, gorillas know how to use guns. Saying, you saying this shit. is terrifying. Have you seen Planet of the Apes? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they were chimpanzees, right? I mean, it was everything. I, I will say, you know, because if Liz is listening and she's getting ready already to comment this, please do, uh, Liz. Tell us gorillas, about that, Fossey. <laughs> gorillas are are terribly clever and are learning to spot and dismantle the traps. Good for them. They learn. Yeah. They learn from the best. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was just thinking. I was like, she's like the one who taught the yeah. first gorillas to disable traps. In Planet of the Apes, she is the one human they build a statue to. Is that but, true? No. Oh, oh, okay. I thought you no, meant that would be. I mean, that be great. from like <laughs> years and years. Well, it could have been one of the remakes, probably. but no. Wait, when was Diane Fossey doing this? Seventies, eighties. What? Right? Yeah, wow. I'd have to. I'd have to look. Um, but um, that what I was gonna say. Sixties, I think. Oh, well, I guess I was thinking there's also a new one. They could have done oh. it. In that yeah, that's right. It could have been one of the remakes. That, yeah, the movie is from like the sixties. I think she was doing actually it. in the Mark Wahlberg one. Don't Ugh. they have the the Lincoln Memorial with uh, the less said about that movie, the better. Ape Ape Lincoln. Yeah. Oh ape my Lincoln. God, Ape Lincoln. <laughs> ah, I just said that. <laughs> I surprised myself by making a joke I didn't intend to make. I love that. That's the best kind of joke. <laughs> so, uh, but what I was going to say, though, is like, so they're basically, they're clearly modeled after conservationists, but from the Borg point of view, they're alien abductors. Because, like, think about <laughs> it. They, the, this is the Borg's um, schisms or whatever. Because they're like, oh, man. Oh, I regenerated all night, but I feel like I didn't at all. Because they would take them during their regeneration cycle to study them. And presumably, since they're not in the alcove, they're not actually getting recharged. Yeah, that's true. Eventually, they Unless all... they, like, plug them into the ship. For, you know, oh, maybe, maybe. They get a little USB-C port or something. Um, <laughs> but yeah, cr- what fucking arrogance. Yeah, yeah. And to bring, like, who is it that says, like, you know... The doctor. 
Yeah, who the fuck brings their fucking four-year-old with them? Yeah, most explorers yeah. don't take their four-year-old daughter along for the ride, is the line. I'm like, yeah. Apparently fools. no one told the doctor about the galaxy-class starship. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> the doctor and Neelix are the only ones that get you don't bring children on starships. Yeah, yeah, good idea. But yeah, no, they were, God, like. Pieces of work. I mean, I, you can really see, like, so much of it, like, so much of it is just Magnus, like, his wife pushes back against him to an extent, and you could argue maybe she should have done it more, but, you know, relationships are complicated, and there's layers of this and that, and I'm not clever enough to get into it, but, like, he's always the one that's pushing, she's the one being like, let's, could we not, okay. Well, as I said at one point during, like, we have to pull over to get more gas, more like dilithium. It'll take us a couple days out of the way. And I was like, man, men hate asking for directions. Just go to the dilithium. Like, let's just deal with this shit, you stupid idiot. Yeah. I kind of wish at the end, when they beamed off the queen's ship, that they took Magnus with them just so they could deborgify him and tell him he's an asshole. <laughs> and then, and then airlock kick him. him out an airlock. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but hey, if he was on that... Borg Taurus or whatever you would call that thing. A Borg Taurus. Uh, oh, yes. I was <laughs> nice. <thinking> that. <laughs> Man, guys, we're on a roll. Another great wow. unintended joke. Yeah. Um, he's dead now. Who? Oh, yeah. If he, was, if he was on that ship that was chasing them, which I think he was. I, unless he left, yeah. I assume. Yeah, it got kerploded. Like, and... But he, he was in that little. That was like, yeah, the Queen's. Yacht. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I love that shit uh, so much. It's, it's so pretty. It's fun. It's fun. Well, it's gone now. Well, they'll make more. Yeah, they'll make They're bored. Yeah. That's what they do. They tried to push it out. They tried to like force it like a like a Play-Doh mold. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> to force it out of that <laughs> that uh wormhole. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. Uh, yeah. So Borg Borg City. Mm-hmm. That's What's fun. that Unimatrix Zero or Is Zero One, depending on the scene? They have trains apparently. Ooh. During during the like be... opening sort of pan, you see like a little yeah, and I'm just like yeah, a little Borg subway, yeah, monorail. Uh, yeah, yeah. I noticed that they... like, when they were scanning it when they first arrived, they're like there are trillions of life signs. It's like oh god, Jesus. trillions. Nice. That's a lot. <laughs> That's uh... a lot of genocide, my dude. <laughs> I've um... sold monorails to North Haverbrook, Ogdenville, and the Borg, Borg Town. Zero. <laughs> Put them on the map. <laughs> um. Yeah, it must feel so defeating. Like, you're on Voyager, mm. and you've been pedal to the metal, flying towards the Alpha Quadrant for years, and then in an afternoon, using the, using the fucking transwarp, you can go all the way back, like two years back, to the Borg town, and then fast forward another 17 or 18 years, however long it would be total, where, like... God damn it, if we could just get these fucking transwarp things to work, we could be home in a week. Yeah. For fuck's sake. Yeah. Well, also, you'd think somebody would be working on that nonstop. Well, right? Like, they. Well, Seven was supposed to continue working on. Quantum uh, Slipstream. Qu quantum Slipstream. But now we also have transwarp, which we now have a burnt out. Two, yeah, two burnt out. Why did they burn out? Well, so the first one had just been. Fucked up in the explosion. Yeah, okay. it was like self-destructive. Why the second one burnt out, I don't know. Yeah, like I was very confused. Like, oh yeah, if we got a transwarp doohickey, it'll it could shave twenty years off. I'm like, 
Well, like the Borg seem to use them all the time. Maybe they. You know, maybe sometimes they just, you put maybe a, they're a consumable. Sometimes you put the wrong the wrong wattage bulb into like a, a <laughs> oh, socket. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was about to say they also just. I mean, if they don't know how to maintain it, you know. Yeah, it's not. It's not made yeah. for Federation ships either. Like. Yeah, or maybe maybe it's just a consumable thing. Yeah. Maybe it just has a lifetime, and they the Borgs just have. They know how to make them. A lot of them, and can replace them quickly. Wait, why could they not just replicate it? Once they've actually have one to base it on. Replicators well, would be I'm too magic on. otherwise. Why not yeah. just make dilithium in the replicator? Yeah. Well, I thought they were right. I thought I there was a reason they, for that though. <laughs> I mean, they've established that there's just certain things that are not possible. Yeah, not because of plot. That's why. Yes. <laughs> because of plot. Um, but I think it's just so I wouldn't be surprised. It could just be easiest to explain it as just it's they they don't fully understand it yet. You know, it'd be like someone could find a warp capable ship and maybe even use it, but not know how to fix it when it breaks. You know, that's also true. Yeah. So this is the equivalent that's me of and that. everything I've ever used, really. <laughs> like, oh, I have this car. Oh, good. I can drive it. Hey, can you fix it? No, I fucking cannot. I can ignore the check engine light and keep driving. Does that count? <laughs> no. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it just sounds like this is such a valuable piece of technology. This and the slipstream are like so valuable pieces. of They technology should be going out of their way to find more broken board cubes. Mm. Yeah. Or like, like that's that's better like, use of their time. Somebody's they're like they should take however, because there's 150 people on board. You got to figure a, a good number of them have to be scientist types or engineer types. Yeah. Just like, you know what? Just put Vorik in a room and don't let him out until he solves <laughs> how to make good. quantum slipstream and, and, and never and, talk uh, to us transwarp. again. <laughs> yeah, and stay the fuck out of engineering. Stay away from Bolana, you fucking creep. Oh, very, very, very tangentially related. Did they change Roxanne Dawson's wig? A while ago. Okay, I only just noticed it. I was yeah. like, it's a lot lighter than it used to Let's be. See, I nearly brought it up a couple of episodes ago, but... So, I, I just want to say that this is yeah, really funny. It is. Because at the beginning of Bliss, I was like, oh my god, Tom Paris cut his hair and it looks like shit. And Chris is like, yeah, weeks ago. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, Chris, they did update Bulana's hair fucking weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> did you also notice Seven has a new jumpsuit? Yes, yeah, it's red yeah, and sparkly. Yeah, yeah she's got call a pretty, it sort of burgundy. Yeah, she's got a pretty burgundy one because they had to do so much blue screening. So her ah, blue jumpsuit wouldn't work. <laughs> she'd have just been a floating head. That'd be kind of cool. Like the board queen head. Yeah, yeah. I will say, for television money, I thought it looked pretty good. Which part? What? The board queen assembly? The spine wiggle. Oh, yeah, I thought the, you meant the assembly. <laughs> thought you meant Jerry I Ryan in that, that jumpsuit. The... I was going to like, yeah, it's worth every penny. <laughs> I, I'd say like the, yeah, the effect looked good, but I I thought that the her body coming out in pieces and then like it looked like yeah. a video game. That was a bit much. But I, I was like, come I, on, what is this? The fucking Fox NFL robots? Well, see, I was thinking of Iron Man. <laughs> but that was predates it. Well, I know. Yeah, that's true. You know what it is? That it's it's they don't have the they don't have the 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 Fox NFL, but they do have the WWF. Did that have crazy introductions? Maybe they were trying to. I don't know. I don't know if anybody. I don't know if like the World Wildlife Dwayne Fund? Johnson got about? put together piece by piece. Yeah, sorry, no. The 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 we, now the WWE, the the wrestling federation. There. Good. That was their other big contract, which is why we'll eventually see the Rock in an episode. Yay! Yeah, and I think we and we see the Big Show in an episode of. Uh, yeah, excited. he's he's. he's I met Ryan. the Big Show once. He was huge. 
Anyway, I wanted to get back to this episode. Yes. Uh, yes. Nom- nominated for an Emmy in visual effects. That's oh, fair. Well deserved. People people actually thought that the um the at least the body part, I think, of the Borg Queen assembly was practical things. And oh. it is not. No, and it, it is obviously not. Clearly not. not. Oh. Yeah, no, no. I mean, again, for television money, good CG. But and, clearly and, and CG. time, too, because I, I remember yeah, yeah. saying when we watched First Contact that the assembly scene took fucking months. Mm, and yeah. for this, you've mm. got maybe weeks yeah. before it airs. And they aired specifically for Sweeps Week because they did the whole full length or feature length I, thingy. And, I admit to ask if this is a Sweeps thing because yep. it's like the middle of the season, not a finale. So I was like, is this Sweeps? Have yeah. I asked yeah. before what exactly Sweeps is? It's just, I think it's when, like... It's usually in they, February of, of a year. Yeah, for some reason that I'm not clear on, it's, like, a really important period for testing ratings. I don't know why, though. I think it has to do with, like, the timeline of choosing which shows to renew and which ones not. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, that makes so sense, like, I suppose. But, like, why is it called like they make, they make decisions for the following season around that time, so they look at the ratings around Do that time. Do they look more also at these episodes as what they want to nominate for award shows, or am I projecting that? I don't know. I mean, I think they just, I think it's, I think one follows the mm. other. Like, they do, like, Sweeps Week, Sweeps Week is specifically about ratings, so they put their best shit in sweeps. Yeah, so that's what they. And then that stuff happens to be what gets. That yeah, they, that's the stuff they'll submit as like, you know, because yeah, it's going to be their best stuff. Yeah, generally. Yeah, because yeah. they they apparently do pick like what to present as like their like this is our final project kind of thing. Yeah. Like they decide. This is my thesis. Look, yeah, look which I only know because like I remember it was like, I, again, uh, on the audio commentary for Futurama, they were talking about choosing um roswell that ends well <laughs> That's uh, to use too. as a as an emmy uh submission i know and it's um, there's a funny story i read in one of my books that in the uk sky network because you know this there's aired not not only back to back but as a single episode not even with like an episode break in the middle but literally it's it flowed but that in the UK, there was an announcer between parts one and two pretending that you weren't going to watch part two now because there was damage to the to the reel or something. And then having to be like, oh, no, here it is after all. And I'm like, why? Why do the fake out? That's, you know, you don't what? do fake outs like that. That's just weird. Yeah. That's it sounds weird. real stupid. Very. That sounds stupid. I, I, I'll have to try to find maybe I wonder if that's on YouTube somewhere. Yeah, see if you can um, find it. There was reference in, in the book I was reading. Yeah, I have to say, like, just so the episodes do feel, or the episode does feel like too complete, or too, not complete, but too, too, it could be two episodes yeah. easily, because there's a natural spot. Yeah, you can see right split. where the to be continued will be put when they are playing this in repeat and have to yeah. split it. Yeah, it's welcome having... home, Odo, we are the female changelings. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Having said that, I think... I don't know if it's psychologically or what, but I think that like there is something about this episode being feature length that differentiates it from a two-parter and just how how it was written. I think that they were conscious of it being feature length, or at least that's how I feel. Mm. I don't know if that's true, or but it feels feels like they were conscious of it being presented together and deliberately wrote it a certain way, you know, because like if you look at an episode like act, like episodes that were written as two-parters. Mm-hmm. Like usually when it's the the start of the second episode, the first act is it's not usually like catching up on, but it's like a 
meanwhile yeah and it kind of shows like they start with action whereas this one just felt like it just a continuation of that story yeah yeah i know what you mean that makes sense and and there's a little less of that here's some dialogue to fill you in in case you missed last week not not the like last week on survey that aside they'll literally have like you know you feel like there's going to be a few lines of dialogue in the episode where they're kind of like here's the key points just in case you to didn't tune in last week yeah but and, like, yeah, i mean this actually felt like a star trek voyager movie yeah oh that's that's a good, to, as good as way to frame like it. an episode yeah, it feels like if you look at most two-parters they're two individual little arcs yeah and and each one is complete not necessarily complete but each one is 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 an arc mm-hmm. whilst this one it's all one arc one big arc yeah yeah yeah, it reminds me a lot of like not in the sense that it's a conclusion to anything, but uh, just in the in the way it's structured, similarly to what you call it, uh, what we leave behind, mm-hmm. which mm. is a finale, uh, which is which is a finale. Yeah, premieres and finales are sense, like this too. But like what we leave behind kind of had the same thing where the like the first half was dealing with the end of the war and the second half was dealing with Gul Dukat and well the the, like the second was... the, the the last ten minutes was dealing with Gul Dukat. <laughs> yeah, well entirely I guess. oh shit we forgot to finish this off there's <laughs> a big open threat plot thread <laughs> um but like it works it that like what we left behind what we leave behind looks you know works as a feature length episode but it will also work as a two-part and i feel the same way about this one or i think even like all good things mm-hmm. although i think all good things doesn't work as well as a two-parter and which one's that? That's the Locutus one. No, it's a two-parter. TN. The end. The end of TNG. Oh, the end of TNG. That's, that's right. That's right. Syndrome Picard. Yeah, I mean, right, right. Is, yeah, like best of both worlds. Really, only works as a one-parter, and then the second parter kind of finishes it up. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, as we said, as Ames told us at the time, was it, I think was that the one where the writer was like, "I'm leaving. Good luck, yeah. assholes." Yeah, and that then was he Michael didn't Pillar. leave and was like. <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> yeah. I've done it to myself. <laughs> I'm reaping what I sowed. No! You know that part in Liar Liar when he's like, what's wrong with me? Mm. One thing I liked, I really liked the te- actually I liked the teasers both uh, of both these episodes this week, but mm. the teaser of uh, Dark Frontier, which is just all from Borg point of view. Yeah, yeah. And then you see Janeway on their little screen being like, well, what if I beam over a whatever the fuck Carrie came up with into your, into your fucking bridge? And they're like, oh, fuck. I could watch a whole episode from Borg point of view and I kind of want it. <laughs> Morning, Harry. Morning, Phil. Morning, Jim. <laughs> Needlefingers, Junior. <laughs> I love that. It's like, Junior. Bill, Needlefingers. Well, one of these things is not like the other. I want to know all the names. I liked how excited the doctor was about getting a Borg arm yeah. to play with. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, my God. When he walked in with it and it was like just kind of going Still like this, twitching. I was like, oh, he found himself a fisting machine. Well, well, especially like since it's off screen, we hear him say, Eureka! That's right. Like, That's he, right he's yeah. like very excited about his Borg arm. Before oh, I God. realized it was the EMH saying Eureka, I, I for a second I was like, who is that? Harry Kim? No one on the on the Voyager would say Eureka. And then the doc walks in and is like, oh no, he would. Yeah, no, that it makes the, sense. He's the one. He's the yeah. one that would yell Eureka. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> While waving around a fisting arm. Yep. 
We use um, Tom's infinite knowledge of useless fucking bullshit to ask about oh. Fort Knox. Okay, okay. God, but yeah, I forgot about that. Here's the thing. Was <laughs> we were talking about it, and I was like, fuck you, Harry. You don't know the fucking about Fort Knox. And then I was like, and then we were talking about it, and I was like, well, unless it's still there. And we were like, and Chris was like, well, it wouldn't still be there because there was World War Three, and it must have just got looted and all this shit. But then they're talking about Fort Knox and about how a Ferengi tried to break into it. And it's still around it's in the museum. museum now. So it yeah, is still around. So like, why didn't they know what Fort Knox they should, was? Yeah, they should know what it is. Everybody well, maybe, knows. Maybe everybody knows. This is annoying. Be, Fort Knox is still Fort Knox, even in the future. Well, maybe it was. If it's there, but it's just like a fucking museum that you get dragged to in high school or something. Yeah, maybe. You know? it's yeah, like, but I remember all those fucking museums that I got dragged to in it, high school. Yeah, but maybe it's not like renowned outside of its like locally you know it's one of those shitty little local museums no one knows about except the locals and even it's a, it's a witch museum it's in salem that's no what? that's really famous that people oh. flock to that thing. i'm thinking like one of the, it's one of those weird like you know you're on the highway and you see a sign that's like the something house museum and you're like i am not even gonna look the, that the up biggest ball of twine in minnesota that's more interesting doubt it doubt it but Fort knox is interesting if you like gold mm-hmm Hey, they Which need apparently, something. apparently Ferengi do all of a sudden again. Yeah, I mean, it's in, very in, inconsistent. Well, maybe, you gotta, you got, you need something to press your Latin, Latin in. into, yeah. yeah. But like, there's still that scene in in Who Mourns for More, and where Quark's like, it's just worthless that shit's gold, garbage. Yeah, yeah, but at the end of the day, here's the thing: it costs more than nothing, right? That's true. So, like, this guy's just like, holy shit, I could press so much latinum, save myself so much. Well, platinum, you, you know, it's just like it's a bunch of shit that for some reason the humans keep in a big box. I'm, fuck it. Now I'm picturing like uh, Dr. Evil Ferengi or just what? a Ferengi played by uh, Mike Myers. Why make billions when we could make millions? I I just kind of want like I, I maybe like IDW could do it as a limited like three issue. I want the attempted Ferengi heist of Fort Knox. Be the same guys that, uh, the, the, the ones that fantastic. Yeah. I know. I like, I liked that Janeway dubbed their operation, Operation Fort Knox. I thought that was a good touch. Mm. I was saying, you know, the big climactic thing at the end, which threatened to assimilate Janeway. It's like, go ahead, dumbass. She'll immediately take over the collective yes! and self-destruct it. Yay! <laughs> That's the one thing you don't understand, Queenie. She will blow you up from within without a second thought. Yeah, I thought, you know, like I thought I liked the teaser of this episode. I also loved like the last couple minutes, like the whole climax scene mm. with Janeway and Borg Queen just having a, ver a, a verbal spat around seven was was good. Whilst Tom was out playing in the Delta Flyer and like there was just a good balance of stuff happening that I thought yeah. they did a great job with. Yeah. 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 Overall, pretty successful, I'd say. Yeah, I thought this was a great episode. Good one. Yeah, good and good for for stretching it to the the appropriate length which we don't see a lot no yeah not not too much filler which nope. could happen yep too much naomi still yep like appropriate use of her every so often i got really angry when she was there asking seven lots of questions until you realize that she's not really there and it's seven mm. seven being brain hijacked yeah but for the moment i was like oh god don't allow don't allow this child near you yeah no Oh, God. And one thing that I just thought was like a bad tonal choice was uh, having little Annika being like, will it hurt to be assimilated? It's like this was a really serious scene. Could you just have the child say assimilated properly? Mm, maybe the actor couldn't. I doubt it. I think it was just 
bad writing. It still surprises me that the Borg even bother assimilating children. Like, what's the point? Grow them into new things. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, well, exactly. They turn them not useless, you know, through through technology. They need they need little drones to do I, I, in a way work. There's exactly. probably less like mental resistance, you know, probably easier in some regards to brainwash. Gross. <laughs> I don't like anything about this line of consideration. True, true. No, the Borg are horrifying. Blank, blank slate. Borg Queen had a great verbal ir- irony line, which was, uh, you sound like a mindless automaton. Yeah, I like that. I it's like, wait good. a minute. Uh, the on. audience gets it. It's a good touch. <laughs> was that not meant to be ironic? I guess I thought maybe it was. No, it was. I thought maybe the Borg Queen was being uh, sassy. She oh. was. Oh. Well, 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 then she way? immediately followed up with comply, which yeah. is like, now imagine the Borg had assimilated the alien from the previous episode. That would be fucking terrifying, because now the Borg have the ability to trick people into thinking that the Borg are going to be wonderful. Oh, dear. Are those things assimilatable, do you think? Why not? Borg, mm. Borg try to assimilate species 8472. They can do they didn't they succeed. Want. No, they're not they as didn't. big as that thing, though. Mm. <laughs> yeah, they're like, we are going to need a lot of nanoprobes. <laughs> yeah, so there aren't enough nanoprobes in existence to hook <laughs> up to this thing. It also, however it works, there could just be something about its neuron, its neural whatevers that make it impossible to take over. Who knows? I just want to see what it would look like with a giant board, <laughs> you know, eye patch on or whatever. I also wonder, I don't know if, because I don't consider that thing a sentient creature or a sapient creature. I d- and I don't think Borg can assimilate, like, pets mm. or animals. Oh, God, I hope not. Uh, they probably just choose not to assimilate cats because that would just bring so <laughs> much chaos to the collective. <laughs> No one would care to do anything. It's like, ah, yeah. fuck it. We're doing a lie in the sun. Yeah, yeah. they're lying in the sun. They try to get to the highest part of the cube. <laughs> Borg Queen is sending everybody instructions. No one follows them. <laughs> There's a string theory joke in there somewhere. I just don't know what it is. No, yeah. I don't know anything about string theory. Just because of cats and string. Oh, that kind of joke. Oh, oh God. <laughs> Do y'all have anything else to say about Dark Frontier? Not really. Just no. that I liked it a lot. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty good. Holies. A lot of good episodes so far this season, I feel Oh, this like. season's this season's great. There's yeah, so been, many good ones this season. It's been pretty solid. Yeah, yeah and we're still sure. only halfway through. Mm. I have no segue. Let's this this is the segue now. Let's do our blogtivity. Yeah. We did it. We found the segue. <laughs> Well, so so I guess the segue kind of is that that it was a Borg related episode uh, that sparked this idea for me. Why? Because okay, explain your idea, because I, I have a feeling I'm misinterpreting your idea, Chris. So, so explain what you think today's blog activity is, and I'll tell you if I've prepared accordingly or not. Basically, ages back when we were discussing uh, Drone, you mentioned that the actor that played one. Mm. Was, was a big old Star Trek fan. And he said it was probably really exciting for him to get to play a Borg. And I remember thinking like, oh man, you know, what, what, what would we be excited? Like in some theoretical world where we got to play an alien in Star Trek. Okay. What would we want to play? Like I said, my caveat was don't have, since it's not happening anyway, don't worry about the real world implications of the makeup. 
Okay, that's what you, because when you said don't worry about the makeup, I thought you meant don't consider, don't like pick something that would have too much makeup for you to do your, I, I thought you meant like, what would you want to cosplay as? Oh, no, 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 that's, that's, that's. And, and like, I could never do any of the makeup. I would right, be Vulcan I. and that's it. Yeah, no, I'm just thinking like, don't think about, like when you're making your pick, don't think about don't, like. About how much time you'd have to spend in the chair. Yeah, like I gotta yeah, get up at 3 a.m. Someone else is doing it for you. You don't have to have the supplies or know-how. Yeah, yeah, I but don't. also just well, like. no, but it's also just that you're born that way, I assume. Like you are that, you're talking well, about. Well, no, like, just, what, if you were magic just, wand. Yeah, just don't worry. Since we're not, it, since it's not going to happen anyway. Since, since Chris doesn't have any roles to offer us today. Yeah, I mean, damn it. Thing, though, like anybody that doesn't say Q is nuts, right? Because well, see, that's what you say. So, so is I'm that just, your you want to be a Q? No, no. I'm just I'm I'm gonna exclude Q because I just feel like being omnipotent would be uh, too much. Excuse well, no, I'm, I'm talking about this as like if you were an if you were an actor and you've been offered as a Jake part is. in Star Trek. Oh, so I'm not actually the alien. no, no, no. Yeah, I'm it's just like playing uh, the alien yeah. Who TV. would you play? And that's why I'm saying don't worry okay. about the makeup because like oh. for me, like I'd be like I would never want to be a Borg because I'd have to be a get a full body cast and be in a makeup chair for like five hours. Like since it's not going to happen anyway, don't worry too much about it. This is just like a pie in the sky. I've been cast. I get to play X. What kind of alien do you want to be? So hang on, because the, the the makeup is a big contributing factor. Are you are you saying what would you like suffer through the makeup for, or what if you were considering the makeup happened magically and you didn't have to get like the straws up your nose and plaster face? Forward? Yeah, think of it that way. Somehow, makeup technology he advanced to like. Tom Cruise Mission Impossible levels. They push a button, the mask comes out, it goes on perfectly in three minutes. It's in the holodeck. Yeah. 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 So okay. the holodeck like can just make you look like whatever. Actually, yeah. that, that doesn't change my response at all, because I think in either scenario, my answer is Borg Queen, because holy shit, that's just the sexiest fucking outfit you get to play. And it's it also yeah. doesn't look hard because I can't act. I am not an actor. I wouldn't be any of the species that require you to do any fucking acting. Can I tell people what to do? Yeah, I can do that. There's <laughs> you're our producer. Mm-hmm. But also, I actually think, as someone who, like, I'm not claustrophobic, I don't, I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't mind... Or at least I would be interested by the experience of the of the makeup until probably 20 minutes into having plaster all over your face mm. um, <laughs> would probably get tiring real quick. But as someone who hasn't never had to do that, I find it really fascinating and would and would be cool doing it for like a one time thing. Fair. See, I, I don't think I'm claustrophobic, but I bet if anything was going to kick it off in me, it would be having my head encased in plaster <laughs> with straws in my nose so I could breathe. <laughs> Be like, oh, I'm claustrophobic now. <laughs> oh, God, get me out of this. Oh, I have to play a species. Like, what was the puffer, the puffer nose guy we saw recently? Oh, yeah, he was. I yeah. have to play a species who can't breathe out of his nose through the whole fucking episode. Yeah, that would be that one. I'd maybe be OK, just because I could at least still breathe through my mouth freely. Ooh, I don't like, know. That's that's exhausting. And I'd be able to see because that's the thing when they put your head in the plaster, like you're just you're in there. I'm you sure know, they plastered that guy's face to to make the mold. Yeah, they probably did. Jesus, nightmarish. All right, See, so you're pretending me, you're pretending none of that is happening anyway, though. I mean, I'm, if you want to, because for me, my answer wouldn't even involve any of that anyway. So, like, mine actually is some of the least makeup you would need, and I would go with Romulan. Yay! 
because uh, I love the Romulans because they are so bad at everything they do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I would specifically want They're to so play. Conniving. Yeah, you'd, those... you'd be a good conniver, Chris. Yeah, I want to play a Romulan who has a needlessly elaborate plan that takes so little effort for the heroes to fuck up. You know, I just want to be that Tal Shiar guy who got too big for his britches, and it's like wheels within wheels, and it's like. <laughs> You know how easy it is to disrupt wheels within wheels? <laughs> Boop. Well done, fucko. <laughs> Did you watch this year's Star Trek Day festivities? No, I didn't. Re- I completely forgot about that. Yeah, I watched the, I think there was a video of them after the fact I ended up watching. And they actually did take somebody out of the crowd and say, we're going to put makeup on you. And I think they oh, picked no. somebody who was already in like a Romulan outfit and said, oh, okay. we're going to give you the Romulan face too, because you're here. Nice. And they brought her backstage and Romulan her face. And it did take... Like, I want to say 45 minutes, but they did a, like, a nice forehead V, a little oh, bit of admit, makeup. Wow. I was going to say, 45 minutes, did they not do the V? They did the V. No, they did the V. Wow. I, yeah, but I wonder if, like, I'm sure it wasn't the same level of quality that they would do on the show where they'd actually, like, take a cast. And, well, no, but still, I, I bet it's, huh? I bet it was still surprising, you know. Yeah, yeah. that's the other thing. I, I, I would like to not have the V. I'm a, I'm a bit of a Romulan purist. Mm. <laughs> no V. How will we tell you apart from the Vulcans? Exactly. You're not supposed to. Oh yeah. You th- you can tell them apart by, by, from the Vulcans by all the scheming. Yes. Mm. And theoretically, the smiling. I guess. Nope. <clears throat> that's still. I, You're I, a Vulcan. Yeah, that's still like guys. He looks what? <laughs> to be fair, that guy seemed to have been like digging and wandering the desert for yeah, a long time. True. So maybe he's just kind of lost his mind. Yeah. So what about you guys? Yeah, I mean, I've been thinking about it, and still cute. Part- <laughs> Yay! Yeah. Well, well, so here's the thing. I'm trying to think of it. I guess I'm going at it from like who would be fun to portray. Mm. That's that's like kind of what I was doing in, with my Romulan perspective. Mm-hmm. And I would say, like initially, my thought was, oh, Vulcans, because they're you know they. Oh, you have a soft, you have such a soft spot for for Spock too. Yeah, I have a soft spot for him, and like ironically, they they have a ton of emotional depth. So much. And but the more I think about it, the more I'm just like, no, Leonard Nimoy, Tim Russ, and Mark Leonard are just amazing actors, and. Mm. You're a like, good actor, Jay. Because like you most of the it. other people we see playing Vulcans are not doing what they're doing. Mm-mm. You know, well, so I like think you also depending on the episode, you might have a writer who doesn't understand Vulcans. Yeah, that's so the other. Like, you need a writer who gets what they're writing. It's like that's I want to be Spock or Tuvok, but I don't just <laughs> want to be any Vulcan. So I'm going to not say Vulcan. I might say, and then I was like, okay, well, not Vulcan. Who else would be interesting? Cardassians could be very interesting. Mm. You know, oh, you wouldn't um, be able to take, get me off of you, though, Jake. Yeah, because again, like, but then again, I'm just like, no, no, Mark Alamo and and uh, Casey Biggs, Casey Biggs and and Andy Robinson. Like, they're just they're just fantastic actors. And I just want I want to play Garrick or Gul Dukat, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so it's like, uh, it's hard to just like pick an Andy. So, you know, what I'm going to say I am going to go back to what I originally said. I'm going to say Q. Oh, because I- you just have to be. Like, you have the opportunity to do all kinds of crazy shit. Like, and, and a like, Q or the Q we know? Uh, yes. Um, <laughs> That's right? Because, I don't know, I think that, like, there's a lot you can do. Uh, you get to wear a great costume. He always has the best You get to wear great costumes. Costume. Mm-hmm. You get to, like, appear naked sometimes, have a mariachi band. Like, there's all kinds of wonderful Discover stuff Discover sex. <laughs> yep. Pooping. Pooping. Yep. Pooping. Man, I thought I thought you were going to say when you said I was going to go back to my first thought. Because oh. when I first told you what what the um, the blogtivity this week was going to be, what did you say? 
I said the Horda. Yay! <laughs> yes! Uh, Draw a blanket like, over you. But, you know, the thing with the Horda is you only get one line, no kill eye, <laughs> and you don't even get to say it out loud, so it would be kind of boring. Um, maybe Nagilum. Just be a giant <laughs> space face. Nowadays, they would do that with those little mocap ping pong balls. That's true. I was just thinking of, oh, wow. remember, like... Remember having to sit through Nick Jr. as a kid because Nickelodeon over the summer would still play baby stuff? Yep. Remember Face? Oh, yeah, I hated him. But now it's Nagilum going burr, burr, Oh, I think you just like awoken the memory of something in my brain. Face. I remember Face. Yeah, Welcome Face sucked. Welcome to Nick Jr. Burr, burr, burr. I you much remember the popsicle to... stick that I was, right. I was just going to say. Stick, stickly, P.O. Box 963, uh, New York City, New York State, 10108. Still yeah. right to that motherfucker. Do I remember him? I still know his goddamn address. I was about to say, uh, I much preferred Stick Stickly to Face. Face. Remember sucked. there was also Holly B. Wood? That one I do not remember. Holly B. Wood was like a, a lady Stick Stickly, but she was like um, more a, a more shapely popsicle stick that you would eat a um, oh. hoodsie cup with. Oh, you know? yeah. Of, co- of course it was. Wow. Of course it was sexist. Pointlessly yes. gendered. An, an hourglass shaped popsicle stick. Jesus Christ. I don't remember I her whole theme song, but I know that it's, it was like, it's Holly B. Wood, something, something, and her hair looks good. Like, uh, that's all I got. Jesus. I'd want to be a Gorn. Yay! <laughs> be, be, because uh, time in the chair is minimal, and you're certainly never going to fucking forget me. all right tos gorn that's specifically tos gorn right right you just just have to lumber around and move slowly and not uh, hit people yeah acting was not a problem (laughs) (laughs) wow i just think of that first gorn and i think what a great actor whoever the fuck that guy was so i think that's my speed cassidy did the voice (laughs) why do i know that name oh thank you Oh, wow. well, mm. damn. He's just got an amazing voice. I can't really... I can't be expected to uh, no. so, try to live up to that. So, Borg Queen, Romulan, Q, T.O.S. Gorn. Yep. yep. Good group. Final or answer. a good group. <laughs> or, a, or a Bajoran, because I know we're not supposed to think about the time in the chair, but that's wicked <laughs> fast. Just a little, a little blop, a little shading. Done. Nice nose. You're good. You'd make um, a good space terrorist. I would. So- I would. Thank you. Here's something I, th- I thought I didn't mention it when we were talking about the episode, but I'll mention it now since Borg Queen is still kind of being discussed. Yeah. So the first Borg Queen we see is killed mm-hmm. on the Enterprise E. This is a different Borg Queen. Yes. Were they the same species? I don't think we're meant to know. Okay. We, we, know, that, we, see... we know that this one is species 125 because she tells us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We don't know what the other one was, I don't think. And I then... always assumed the other one was human. But that she was that's of, a stupid I, I, assumption was, because the Borgs are always just bipedal humanoids. Well, yeah. my assumption was, was that like she anything. was human because she was somebody that was assimilated from the Enterprise crew. That's right. You did bring that up. Oh, and, yeah. and I really like that theory. That was a good theory. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I think it would have been great. I think I said this when we talked about that show, that it would have been great if the first woman that we see crawl up and she crawls up after yeah. her friend and she's Had like been jim or whatever she says and then if she if it, if that had been alice krieg and that would have been cool but yeah that. so yeah before we wrap any any caitlin had a had a backup either you have a backup you would like to throw out there i mean i think my backup is cardassians just because i love them so much but there there cardassians so that i can fuck other cardassians <laughs> jake i got nothing 
That's really why I went with beige, with a Bajoran, by the way, because that does set me up with a good shot with a uh, Ducat. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Ames, would you like to reconsider your not ascend? <laughs> well, I don't want to play a Bajoran, though. They're kind of bitchy. Yeah, and I don't want to. I don't know. Like, again, I'm just thinking of Bajorans that I like, you know, Rolaren and, and Yeah, but Kira this isn't them. This amazing. is a Bajoran. I know, I know. That's a and thing. And most I mean, of them, you, I think, are jerks. You could be, you could be old man yells at cloud guy. Yeah, that's like, I had, a, I, I remember when I was first thinking about it. I was like, maybe Andori, and it's like, no, I really just like Shran and that other one. Yeah. Um, I, I think when it comes to you know, again Romulans, like there's an idea of a Romulan. Like there are some, like everyone loves. It's a fake guy, but there really isn't an iconic Romulan. That Sela. I think. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say Sela. that one, Sela. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, Tomalock, I would argue. And the first one that we meet iconic. in TOS. Yeah. Well, I, I guess, but they're um, not Leonard. like not Leonard, in this, yeah. not not as recurring as like you know Garrick or Shran or whatever. Yeah. Oh, I also had another thought going back to uh, earlier. We were talking about what everybody's fantasy was in the from Bliss. Oh, mm-hmm. not our fantasies, but their fantasies. And I finally figured out what Harry Kim's fantasy is. Oh, no. It's exactly the same as what Neelix sees, you know, where he goes oh. up to a group, <laughs> except instead of everybody shaking his hand, they just pin an extra pip on his collar. There we go. And that's all that happens. <laughs> yep. No, Each one exact. gives him a pip. <laughs> No, no, he just, no just, he just gets one of the hollow, like the yeah. black pips. He's not, he's just becoming like the next level up. Yeah, not even a full lieutenant, Lieutenant JG, but it's something. Yeah. The poor thing. Mm. Oh, well, we're going to see lots of Harry next week, I believe. Oh, God, we are. Yeah, so join us next week. We're going to be talking more, more Voyager next week. Woo! Episodes are going to be The Disease and Course Oblivion. So definitely stick around for that. It's going to be a really good week. That um, is a TOS ass title. Course Oblivion. Oh, yeah. yeah it is a little bit like. Oh, my uh, God. Does it have the semicolon and exclamation it, point? No exclamation point. But yes, semicolon. OK, they have I to. I just it. realized that I didn't say what episode this was. What episode is this? Oh, Dark Frontier. No, no, no. The, the oh, number. our number. 285? 287? 287? I don't know. Well, we have to fucking start over. Oh, <laughs> Just kidding. 287. Well, I remember that when I saved my file. Perfect. Cool. Do do all of that. Uh, we'll see y'all <laughs> next week. Check out all of their podcasts or up on SoundCloud and all the other do- different podcast locations or on Facebook and Twitter. Yell at us uh, over there. Tell me how wrong I was in my Prime Directive post that apparently people really, really like on Tumblr somehow. Yay. Yay. Well, they, li- they like and hate it, apparently. Some people love it and some people are like, yeah, Prime Directive is this thing that I think it is. Look, <laughs> we're, we're getting, what's the word? interaction so that's great yeah no i i I think it's good i think it's good i think it's it's interesting to see how many star trek fans really don't seem to understand what the prime directive is well let's be honest the show doesn't seem to always have a clear idea so that's 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 fair there's mixed messages so many yeah so definitely check us out there yeah if if you want to want to yell at me about that do it i don't give a shit um (laughs) this has been ames this has been caitlin this has been ames Oh, fuck. Oh, God damn it. And it's always Chris. 